killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Hey scaredy cats, welcome to the Texas Dave's on Massacre Hey Hey, how you doing Chris? Doing good Dave Want to know what's happening today? Yeah, what are we watching today? Yeah, well, you never know because I make all these decisions, but today I've decided we're going to watch Tucker oh. and Dale versus Evil. It gets so lonely being evil. From 2010. Mm-hmm. The Sundance hit. Eli Craig. Eli Craig, actor turned director. Mm-hmm. He had small roles in uh, like The Rage Carry 2 and Space Cowboys. Okay. And then he went on to just make his own movies, which is great Good Yeah, for him. And this is, uh, I've never seen this movie. You've never seen this movie. Yeah. That's, I'm so excited for that Somehow. because I don't want to hype it up too much, but I, I do think you are going to love this movie. I believe I'm going to love it as well. There's a lot of those horror comedies. Like I did, um, what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. not too long ago. Like yeah, and a that's year just, ago. That's, uh, that's uh, out of all the movies that came out that year. That's in my top three. Like that yeah. movie is incredible. I should have seen it, but like I tend to not watch horror comedies. Hmm. So like, yeah, and I'm you pretty continuously proven that. Yeah. There should be watching them. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I mean, you never like, you never know. You never know if it's one of those horror comedies and, or if it's just and a they're funny. Rare. Yeah. 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 And they're rare. And we get like a lot of, it's, it's such a tough line to walk, right? Mm. Making a horror comedy. Totally. It's like, do you lean more into the scares? Do you lean more in, into the goofs? And mm-hmm. at what point is one of those to the detriment of the other? Yeah. It's very hard to balance. Yeah. Um, with a movie that I watched, um, uh, recently from Fantasia Fest, uh, mm-hmm. The Odd Family zombie yeah. on sale. They like sort of perfectly match that in one moment with the rave scene that I was telling you about. Yeah. Like it's hilarious, but they're actual like zombies and people are being killed. Like mm-hmm. they, they ride the line there pretty well. But yeah, usually it's like it's a horror movie with jokes. That's what we're used to these days. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you have other like there are obviously very strong examples. What we do in the shadows is really good, but that doesn't even, that feels like barely horror. Sure. Whereas, um, I'd say Cabin in the Woods definitely leans more towards the scares yeah. while still being very funny and entertaining throughout yeah. most of it. Yeah. Um, I think that one's even more scary though. So it's uh, like maybe Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is kind of right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. That that one even I would say it's less scary. Yeah, for sure. The climax is pretty. Yeah, like, but but each movie by its own logic dictates where it should lie along that spectrum. Yeah, you know, yeah, so it's totally. a matter of of hitting that in the right way. And I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil nails that for mm-hmm. for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. And it's starring some familiar faces. You know, Alan Tudyk, of mm-hmm. course. Wash from Firefly. Firefly. Droid and Rogue One done a bunch of voiceover work. Yeah. Right. He does a lot of voice stuff. I forget that he does. Yeah. Sometimes he's probably a bunch of video games too. I imagine. Yeah, dude, you're you're totally right. And in fact, if you uh, if you've never thought about it, you know, check out his uh, his voice acting credits. Like he does a lot of stuff. I don't have a tremendous amount of examples right now. Yeah, one factoid that I just saw this morning was um, that since Wreck-It Ralph, the first one, he's been in every single Disney animated movie. Like they've had some random role for him to yeah. play in. They just he just must be very talented but also professional and people love working with him yeah yeah i think people just love him i think he's likable he must be a likable dude i think so and then tyler labine who we don't see um in as many things but he's from brampton ontario oh cool yeah most recently he was in escape room which came out this year yeah have you seen that no okay i saw it and this doesn't count as a scare and tell i'm just gonna like dude run a little bit it's fun it's a fun movie it's in the way that um like 
the final destination like the later final destination movies are and like a lot of the later saw movies are okay it just it is a really effective um idea for a franchise and i will definitely go see other ones if they come out because it's just like insane trap rooms that they're in it's very much like saw 2 which is i think a very specific saw movie as well right yeah where they're in they're in one room and they have to like find figure out the trap and then get out to the next room yeah yeah that is this movie that, that's where the game comes in really. exactly yeah. yeah yeah so it's just so fun to watch these different rooms and see how many people can survive to the next room and like you, you care less about characters dialogue mm. um okay yeah it's, it's i didn't it's expect fun. that cool it's like it's not i don't think it's amazing but i think it is a very fun worthwhile like if you're once it comes to netflix definitely just put it on is it better than circle yes sweet because <laughs> i watched circle happily even yeah it sucked ass uh, but even though as i say it i i love the concept of circle so much you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah i even love some of the execution yeah big room bunch of red circles yeah it looks great no, any of those kinds of movies we'll yeah, yeah, always yeah. watch. Totally. Affable hillbillies Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. not good. No. They're going to have to try to defend themselves from those. Yeah. yeah. I see this as a comedy of errors. It's a, a comedy of errors is the best way to describe this. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, in like to such an extent that it's just it's just shocking. Like, I can't wait for you to. <laughs> this is going to be so great. Yeah. 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 Um, they've been so like it took a while for it to actually get rolling and it didn't make its money back it was a five million dollar budget filmed here in canada yeah i mean like just about just about yeah. um and they've been teasing the sequel for a while like at a conference a little while ago they've mentioned yeah there's a script we're all hoping to get on board but it just hasn't we haven't gotten that push yet yeah. so i'm hoping that like with this episode and maybe with yeah. other people kind of talking about it again we can kind of rebuild the hype to try to get that train going because if there's enough interest yeah in the twitterverse it seems like that will get things going and you can get things rebooted you can get things remade they made a fucking slender man movie <laughs> yeah we can get we can get tucker and dale too yeah come on guys if ap bio can get renewed after all of them groveling for a third season <laughs> then we can all grovel and get tucker and dale versus evil 2 made did did you watch ap bio at all um, I think I watched the pilot. Uh, yeah. We didn't get past that, but that's not it, the best judge of a no, show. No, because the cast in that just looks like... It's it. incredible. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that... I have not seen it, and I love Glenn Howerton, and I just haven't invested at all in it. Yeah. So that's, that's nice to hear, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Last Man, they groveled. They didn't get any Last Man on Earth. I know, I know. Maybe they need to grovel more. I don't know, but that was a disappointment. Yeah. I did my best. I liked tweets. I retweeted tweets. <laughs> I yeah, did so my part for society. I, I stopped people on the street. I'm like, have you yeah. seen Last Man on Earth? Please. Mm. Yeah, we handed out flyers. We set up a little <laughs> booth right beside. Yeah. I painted it backwards on someone's window in the night. <laughs> That's really going the extra miles. Also remembering to paint it backwards. So we'll see it the right way. I just, I don't know how to do it forwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think maybe we should hop into one of our segments. Scary two. What you got for us this week, Chris? Oh, this week for Scare and Tell, I'm going to talk about Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, <laughs> okay. Try to sound a little excited, Dave. Ah, uh, new animal <laughs> movie. Uh, yeah, I went and checked it out. I, I just impulsively, like I do for most of these that I don't intend to go see or I don't really look forward to you just sometimes impossible yeah I'm gonna go check that out you know you're gonna yeah. watch a lot of them eventually yeah uh, so was Annabelle or Anna Smell um it was mostly Anna Smell um so this one is Gary Doberman's directoral debut hmm. he is the one who wrote Annabelle Creation and also wrote It It Too The Nun 
Swamp Thing. So he has just been slaughtering Hollywood in terms of selling horror screenplays in the last handful of years. Yeah, holy Crazy, shit. Crazy, right? And now they finally let him take his chance with a threequel in the Animal series. Just like Lee Whannell, his Lee, first directorial debut was the threequel for the Insidious series. And then Upgrade and Invisible yeah, Man. Exactly. Uh, so wow. I very much, from that same logic, am very excited for when G- Gary Doberman gets to direct an original property. Because there are a few moments, like a few shots that he sets up in this that are so exciting and fantastic that it makes me want to see what he can do next unfortunately that's only maybe 10 percent of the movie whereas 90 percent are very kind of generic setup shots but uh, yes regardless studio notes kind of shots yeah exactly yeah. so this one ends right after the first annabelle where if you can remember they I are not um and that one ends with ed and lorraine warren picking up annabelle eventually and bringing it back to their collection or whatever uh, yes. it's like we will keep this thing safe mm-hmm. so you have kind of a couple cool moments right at the top of her of them driving with annabelle and some like ghosties showing up because again the whole thing with the controversy is they don't possess the objects they kind of attach themselves to the objects mm. and that's how all these demon manifestations happen across the various yeah, movies and their spinoffs that's the controversy's way to deal with yeah demony stuff exactly so we just we start out right at the gate after that kind of opening scene with we're just at the warren's place and they've got that room that has a lot of locks on it that has all the shit in it like you know the the bride uh the mongol dude the just all those all yeah. those conjure objects that we've gotten used to and whoever wrote them into the first one has now kind of set the stage for all the spin-offs because all the random objects that they put in that room are yeah. each going to get their own movie eventually it seems um it's the same ed and lorraine warren from the yeah, yeah yeah it's wow. uh patrick wilson patrick and wilson wow. vera Firminga. Yeah, they so, have stuck that out. Oh, man. They're making a t- fuck ton of money. They just get so much work off of these movies. Of course. And they only have to do like, you know, a couple days on each of them. Like for this one, they definitely yeah. were only on set for a week or something. Those bastards are like Samuel L. Jackson. Because they, they, <laughs> they, so they show up, they bring the thing back and they have a daughter who I can't remember if that's in any of the other ones. It must be. But they have a daughter who's played by um, McKenna Grace, one of um, Mike Flanagan's go-to kid actresses. She's in like all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing is basically following the daughter going to school, seeing that she's getting teased for, oh, your parents like save people from demons. Uh, you sure. suck because of that. Like just yeah. teasing her for having weird parents. Yep, yep. Um, and then it's basically... Ed and Lorraine Warren are like, oh, we're off. We're going to be gone for the night. So we got you a babysitter. And the whole thing just takes place over one night where the babysitter is taking care of their daughter. And the babysitter has a friend who comes Uh. over as well. And this friend's dad had recently died. And she wants to like have closure with her dad. And she heard that there's a bunch of spooky things that can talk access the dead in the Warren's house. Mm. So this friend of the babysitter breaks into that room, starts fucking with everything, obviously opens the cage that Annabelle's in, sets everything free. So it's just one night of complete chaos of all these kind of haunted objects. All sorts of stuff. It's not just Annabelle. Well, Annabelle's kind of like clearly orchestrating the worst things that are happening and she's kind of moving around the house because they brought her out of her cage. Mm. But there are definitely minor things with the other objects as well. So does it establish like a hierarchy? Like is Annabelle the best one of all those creepy things? They Well, it's definitely implied that Annabelle's one of the most powerful objects in that room just mm. because of how much attention they give her. But again, these are the Annabelle movies, so maybe yeah. that's incidental. 
but uh, so i do bummer. it is kind of a cool um setup the fact that it's like okay mm-hmm. all across kind of one evening they are kind of trapped in this house it's the three of them dealing with annabelle they need to like get her back in her cage and redo the spell and that'll figure it out right but in the meantime she like all these other things are kind of coming to life and trying to kill them the problem is is most of the tension and scares are just such your run-of-the-mill studio horror film where it's just you know something's kind of creeping around the audio kind of goes quieter and quieter and quieter then it's dead silent then boom scoop a big spooky scare yep. and then it just yep. does that on repeat for like a fucking hour yeah. with all the different things going through the house so that's just mostly boring to watch totally like yep. It's, yep. it's uninteresting um so again there are like a few shots that are really interesting um and i do think that the concept is kind of satisfying and overall it's probably not the worst studio horror film that's out there like you there's yep. enough to kind of enjoy the ride and make you see oh what what is going to happen one thing that is becoming a pet peeve is um post-production fog like post-production cgi fog that they Mm. didn't have on the day but they're kind of adding in after so it looks exactly just like in pet cemetery which i didn't mind it so much but in this one it just really felt kind of over the top they were pushing the gas pedal a little too much on the smoke sure Yeah. yeah that is becoming just fill up your shot with like yeah places you can't see rather than like distorting the camera itself totally and and it's just we're just getting too used to i think as an audience or at least i feel that i am where i'm just it it almost feels like phoning it in or not not doing something more interesting yeah when i see that fog having a machine that pumps the atmosphere into the shot isn't quite as yeah artful yeah okay so that's annabelle comes home um i still think probably the second one is the most interesting yeah the what was annabelle creation Creation. yeah well i think it's the best one yeah yeah out of these three uh yeah and that's that's fine i mean the horror bump that we're in the horror boon that's happening right now yeah uh, has to be floated by some sort of consistent output of and i think, the it, made, type. I think it made like a couple hundred million dollars <laughs> like they're not going to stop yeah. these things get seen way more than like midsummer which is like barely getting to 20 million in the box office this is done 200 million like it's like you can't even it's a no-brainer for the studio it's like well we have to make that money so we're going to throw my phone at the wall when i hear that i know i know (laughs) that's so frustrating i'm like ariaster is the next big thing it's like yeah but i mean it's not anna smell made 10 times yeah exactly already yeah (sighs) yeah oh well but like that's that's not an actual like frustration you know the rising tide raises all boats kind of deal exactly like i'm just happy that because you know that makes 200 million that means that something like midsummer gets to exist and make 20 million mm-hmm. you know what i mean because there's yeah. such a wide um demand for horror right now so much so that we just heard at comic-con the other day that marvel is now fucking making a making horror a movie doctor strange horror movie yes doctor which i was strange. very proud of my snarky tweet about that, that. was a great tweet man. thanks <laughs> good job <laughs> follow us on twitter text your staves yeah but so the new doctor strange i mean if any of the marvel properties are gonna be a mainstream studio horror i think doctor strange is probably a great one i think as i i did see that first one and i did love a lot of the trippy visuals in it so I'm doctor hoping, strange yeah oh yeah it's one of my favorite marvel movies yeah it's awesome yeah so do you agree then like with if any of the marvel movies have to like lean into horror or would you have picked a different one uh i i think thor might have been cool mm um which taiko watiti is doing number four again yeah. which is great news yeah that's good oh because that was such a good movie yeah that's, um that is my favorite Marvel yeah movie. no i think it's dr strange for like a, a psychological horror yeah good something something weird and trippy you know you could do um 
yeah there's all sorts of weird like like ghost rider mm-hmm. would be a good horror movie yeah yeah, yeah. anyways anyway, yeah how about you what <laughs> did brainstorm you brainstorm <laughs> about marvel all the time how what did you watch for a scare and tell this week i hopped over on shutter mm-hmm. and i watched a movie called the ranger oh <laughs> hell yes <laughs> fucking finally that's why i watched it just for that reaction right there <laughs> <laughs> this is one that um played at toronto after dark last fall mm-hmm. and i loved it there i don't you didn't see it at no no festival. i didn't see it at the festival this is my first time um and then it got released on shutter um i think just just over the holidays or something yeah, uh yeah i think yeah last year i think is it was still 2018 it's yeah. released right right um so jen wexler directed it um chris has talked about it on an episode but if you didn't hear that i'll uh tell you a little bit it's about a bunch of punks yeah it is what <laughs> what go into a national park um captained by a a titular ranger mm-hmm. did you recognize the younger version of the main girl no she was also um the lead of pet cemetery this year the possessed girl oh yeah, yeah, yeah. same kid yeah she's really good in this or especially when they've grown up i don't know um mm-hmm. a little bit so that was um what it said on wikipedia is is that um jen wexler was going to trying to make a cross between like 80s punk movies mm-hmm. and 80s slashers mm-hmm. which did an excellent job of doing yeah um i could have gone for a few more kills mm-hmm. but the kills we got were were pretty fun and the ranger that's why you watch the movie he is like the most satisfying quirky Just twisted like a, a perfect baddie you yeah know? perfect and it's like it's somewhat like irreverent it doesn't like it's a little silly it's a little loose yeah. but it's totally totally satisfying none of the characters act like humans really mm-hmm. you know it's i don't know it's it's it is a pretty perfect combination of those two genres and everyone in it like really commits to the bit yeah um and it and what i noticed too what i kind of wasn't excited for was like a big like sort of nostalgia push mm-hmm. you know about like you know 80s punk and stuff so they dress them up that way but you know they mostly behaved you know in a in a somewhat modern way so it wasn't like just jam-packed nostalgia it was like you know owning the era a little bit like without shoving in your face yeah it's a good good way of doing kind of nostalgia and riot girls does something in a similar way yeah where it's not like overly throwing references to particular things like hey check out my slap bracelet or like stranger like tamagotchi bought batteries dying yeah you know what i mean like in your face nostalgia (laughs) it's just simply the background and the setting for my 1995 pogs calendar is ripped exactly and stranger (laughs) things is the perfect example of like let me spoon feed as much nostalgia as i can shove in your face and so with that in mind like the ranger goes down really smooth and Mm -hmm. yeah it feels like a period piece it's yeah pretty bloody the character is just like it's hard to make one of those killers that you're actually kind of scared of but you want to see a lot of on screen like i think that's what they were going for in uh strangers prey at night yeah but it wasn't nearly as satisfying like he didn't like him nearly as much and he didn't have this sort of like when someone sees him they're like oh good the ranger they don't necessarily know he's gonna fuck them up danger yeah yeah he's great and that performance is amazing yeah and how he's like he always um right before he kills someone he justifies it by like rattling off like their violations yeah their violations as if if death is the matchable punishment for any of those violations (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there was um uh one really two two things that really stuck out to me as awesome is um can I, i can just say a couple kills Okay, yeah. If you want to, if you should go watch the Ranger if you want to see it. Um, but we'll we'll do a little bit of spoilers in the next couple minutes. Yeah, next two so minutes s- or skip so. Skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, the 
the one kid who he's about to get killed but he has an axe and the ranger gets the axe from him mm-hmm. and uh the ranger goes for him and he like gets a can of spray paint and like sprays across his eyes oh like, yeah blinding yeah, yeah. him for a second and then like when the ranger's like kind of blinded holding the axe he like goes to get him and he whips the axe upward and it goes in through his like the front of his throat up to the bottom of his jaw mm-hmm. like just killing him that way which is just a really cool way to see an axe go into somebody's body you right. don't see that very often and then later he's found dead against a tree half eaten by wolves yeah awesome and the i won't i won't say what it is but the final kill of the ranger mm-hmm. wow i mean that whole final showdown is so satisfying yeah like, wow that was the bloodiest yeah. part of the movie by and a mile i think you're completely right that like it's not like it is a fun movie like it's not yeah it's not anything profound it there's not a lot of depth to it but it's just a really fun good slasher yeah like, like enjoy the ride the whole way and the soundtrack is incredible the oh, music it's that's awesome through, yeah it's the guitarist from alexis on fire who did all nice. the music nice i believe so and um yeah it, it you don't really like or dislike almost any of the characters yeah. like right away one of them kills a cop so it's like oh god i know that fucking worst um yeah. but i i do really like what's her face as the lead um i think her name is like chloe levine or something yeah you're right chloe levine yeah she, levine is definitely her last name but yeah she's she's fantastic she did a great job she's in this other um vampire indie movie that was that made some splash in i think 2017 called the transfiguration she was like the second build in yeah that. okay which is okay yeah i can see that the uh-huh. the poster for that is like a big long shadow of like On, a, and it's like red yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah totally and she's great in that. And she was also in the uh, the latest season of the OA. Maybe both seasons of the OA, actually. Yes, right. But, yeah, I saw that yeah. on my Wikipedia-ing. Yeah, and I think she'll, she'll just get huge roles, I imagine. Like, she's just Certainly. great. Yeah, she's a great, great protagonist. Mm-hmm. She was awesome. And she had a little... It's got a little wraparound story that's okay. All centered around the fact that the ranger is crazy and they're punks. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Mm-hmm. It's just totally like garbage meeting garbage. It's like, yeah, go for it. And then give me a Let's cool soundtrack. Yeah. Really colorful, you know. The colors are great. Great. It was fucking awesome. Awesome, man. Great choice. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, let's watch another really fun one, huh? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Let's do it. But who, but who is the real evil? College kids. The college kids. Mm-hmm. They were the bad ones. Specifically Chad. Come yeah. on, Chad. Chads don't don't have a good track record. Yeah. But at, at least they like powdered it with some nice backstory, right? The fact that, oh, he is motivated by his own like mother's trauma to go out yeah, yeah. and like deal with, like actually face the killer, you know? <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, he's... <laughs> specifically hillbillies <laughs> yeah, yeah he want he hates hillbillies and wants to destroy them and is doesn't when because he finds he out saw he's what one is it to them, his mom yeah. yeah and but i mean like that's a group of people like <laughs> that's an just because you're from there he's like no wait i one of them they lied to me like the rage th- that's how he views hillbillies he organized this camping trip with that rage in mind and he was like ready to kill hillbillies yeah, you guys don't know what it's really about yeah us versus them it's like no camping is not about that <laughs> you're not right it is when your mother and father were killed by a hillbilly allegedly allegedly but no it was your own father buddy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's a nice little story not that we needed too much of it i guess no no no, no. it's 
it's fine it like rounds it out nicely yeah. i think comedy of errors was was bang on that was just so fucking hysterical the yeah way that they were killing yeah themselves. exactly it's just like final destination in a warped kind of way of like mm-hmm. you're not waiting for just dis- like yeah. it is still kind of death that is killing them but they are triggering all of their own deaths yeah it just like she said um she wants to be a psychologist um because she believes that most of the world's problems are a lack of communication and understanding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all it was that caused like these like seven, all eight kids to die. Yeah. And the most humorous way. And like that so really, this good. movie really does do its own thing. Like it's a really, yeah. it's a unique parody of a slasher It's very film. unique. Yeah. Cause I mean, the moments where this like veers into the horror genre are hilarious, like mm-hmm. super gory, but hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And every time it's not like they pepper in jokes and have scary moments. Yeah, he's like in the grave or whatever, <laughs> quote unquote grave uh, yeah. that he's dug for, you know, <laughs> to an make outhouse. her dig her own grave. Yeah, yeah. But then the guy dies, and the fact that he's like slowly impaling himself more and more yeah. on yeah. down the stick <laughs> while his blood is just like falling onto Dale's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, and Dale's just freaking out like the whole time. Every time, both of them, every time they see someone die, they're like, oh my God. I know. I know. And that's what makes it so effective that yeah. is that like from the other perspective, it would just be a horror movie. But mm-hmm. because we have the insight to just how ridiculous yeah. these two characters are. Yeah. Like especially, and I think the movie works best when they nail that, when they yeah. show that like, oh, for the other characters, this is a horror movie. Yeah. Like, like that's the first takeaway like when they when they pull her into the boat and they just get a glimpse of that yeah and they're like they're taking her and they're all freaking out like <laughs> yeah. in any other horror movie the, yeah that would be a moment and then the guy says later he's like i think i saw them eating her face off yeah, exactly <laughs> embellish it with random details and then they go they you know they find the the cabin and he saws through a log that's got a bee's nest in it <laughs> So he runs out Texas Chainsaw style, swinging the thing above that. Run for your lives! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to warn them about the bees, but it comes across perfectly as yeah. like an evil villain, like catchphrase yeah. yeah and then as he runs like parallel to the guy and he's like oh he's not he's not trying to kill <laughs> that me. Shot's ahead of me so funny like he's like just yeah. flailing yeah with every ounce of his energy and then the kid looks to the side like what is he even doing and, then <laughs> and right at the failed. moment yeah and then there's that strange like the shot of the bee kind of landing on his face it's like oh face. is he trying to say like oh it was just the bees or something like i kind of think he, he was it right as realizing death. i think that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. it's like oh he's running from bees yeah but that's so great and then like oh. for the rest of them to be like they put his body back here to taunt us or like yeah. <laughs> like just reading they left it there as a it message the wrong way. Yeah. yeah oh man and they set up the um the way that the cop gets killed mm-hmm. they set that up perfectly yeah oh man with well, going the... into going into the place and yeah the beam that they established earlier mm-hmm. is a little loose mm-hmm. that loose beam that has just like all these jagged nails sticking out of it yeah which works lovely for a classic your brain has been fucked beyond the point of repair, but your mm-hmm. body is still trying to save yep. the day. <laughs> he goes hey, in still and he's flailing. Just, yeah, just mumbling shit yeah. into the police radio yeah, before he collapses. Garbage is food. <laughs> just, yeah. And then does he also like, does he just die then? Or is he, who's the one with the gun? Oh, that's just another friend, right? That yeah, they kills kid, himself with the gun. Yeah, he, uh, he takes the gun uh, out of his thing, aims it at them, but the safety's on. And <laughs> so Dale, Dale explains goes, it to him. You gotta want to flick off the safety on the side. And he's looking for it while aiming the gun at his own face. Blows yeah. his head off in front of all his friends stuck in the backseat of the cruiser. Yes. Oh, that's so, so key good. too that it is the cruiser. So they're trapped back there. Someone has to let them out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, um 
it's really great to see they don't really fight too hard there is that big like fight sequence at the end but mm-hmm. for the most part they're like scheming and trying not to get hurt and yeah it's ah, fuck it that was a joy man yeah it's really fun it's a really like great idea and that they kind of they kind of nail it like they on on most of the beats or whatever it just everything falls into place perfectly yeah you could really really flop this sort of idea mm-hmm. you know without nailing the the haplessness of them and i don't know having having the correct um setting where you can have a wood chipper and sharp objects all the time mm-hmm. and you know, a chainsaw axe. That wood chipper is perfectly set up, by the way, when they just, mm. the first shots of it are like huge logs come in and, and then just stuff spraying out and yeah. you just know right away, I, a body is going to go through this. Of course. And he's like, the way he's heaving them in, like these are heavy logs. So he's kind of throwing them yeah. in, moving off to the side, throwing them in. Yeah. And just like the full force, which is the guy just throws himself into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I think just what really then hammers at home is the chemistry between the two leads. Like mm-hmm. yeah. the, the performances by Alan Tudyk and James Lapine as these characters and just the chemistry that they have with one another is yeah. so believable and so funny. They like love each other, depend on each other. You know, one is like hard of gold. The other one is a little more, gives them a hard time, but means well, like, but really knows he's the smarter one, even yeah. though like he himself doesn't have a lot of confidence. Yeah, exactly. That's and, such a great aspect of Dale that he is actually a genius. He's just been in kind of the wrong places to develop that his whole life. Like the yeah. guy will not forget a fact. Totally. And it, so one of their little messages is about, you know, how they judged him at first and how that led to the all of the events of the movie is when they <laughs> saw them at the gas station or the store that they went into. But that's also perfectly set up from a horror perspective because you never, yeah. you know, in a horror movie, get the other side of who they are and why they're approaching. Yeah. Instead, we get this guy posing like the Grim Reaper with a giant, like, yeah. sheath the- in his hand. <laughs> that was so good. And um, cackling, I, like laughing maniacally. Yeah, I don't I don't exactly remember every item on the list, but the, the clerk at the store, mm-hmm. as like people were walking, or as the kids were walking into the store and the camera was following them, um the cl- uh, the clerk talking to tucker was like all right we got nails hacksaw <laughs> and he was just like listing all like you know murder things that you would not yeah. want to overhear someone buying yeah like a tarp yeah it, shovels all that sort of stuff but they're using it because they want to fix up the house yeah god it's so per- like the whole premise is so well established mm-hmm. the only the only like loose end is like the rage that this one kid has you know, like that's like Chad's rage. Chad's rage is like hard to make sense of like yeah. the way that he, it comes out. You know, he wants to hide in the woods with an axe and really get vengeance against these guys. Yeah, that, I think it's all just that backstory. Like that's what they they that's why they give it. And I think that does close he, the loop. Yeah. Like maybe yeah, maybe not fully, but that is they do. Yeah. They do attempt to give justification for that. Yeah, they do. And like. But it seems like there's no convincing this kid. If if they could have somehow proven everything, like yeah. it didn't oh. matter. He wanted and, to kill like, them his anyway. Friends start dying, and he just instantly cho- like flips into combat mode the yeah. whole way through. Yeah, and I from that inception point where they drag her body into the boat, and he watches them mm-hmm. go off. But then he goes like, "You betrayed me. You're in love with them. You're one of them." Oh, we, well, he's also super infatuated with what's her face, and is yeah like extremely assaulty with her throughout mm-hmm. the movie too so like there's that kind of dark element it's it, it makes it somewhat okay that he is the bad guy of the movie yeah essentially yeah you know is. what i mean so it's like okay yeah he will get what's coming yeah, to him. and he snaps so there is a point where he goes from just being like mm-hmm. we got to survive to like i'm gonna fucking kill these guys yeah and they do lean into like it was a choice to go the route of 
okay, this is going to be, you know, a parody of slashers. So we can have some characters just be like, oh, that one character, not the main one, but is just the idiot blonde and it's going to make, you know what I mean? So they fall back into these tropes and it's kind of like you can go either way on that. You can kind of see what they're doing. Like, yeah, they're trying to to highlight the fact that these movies do make brainless characters. Yeah. On the other hand, you're like, oh, but wouldn't it have been more interesting to do like something a little broad? So I don't, I don't like, I'm kind of, I could go either way on that one. Yeah. And, and with her, she kind of just like witnessed a lot of deaths. She got like blood from the, uh, um, wood chipper on her face and i love that she doesn't yeah. wash it off she's yeah. just sitting there traumatized <laughs> and just like caked on yeah. they like peek up over and she gets splattered with blood she's like ah! and they crouch back down which is hilarious <laughs> yeah. but um she just blows up in the house huh yeah yeah she's like the only one who doesn't get like a impaling or burnt or like get set on fire no because it's the other it's the other girl who gets the is it a weed whacker to the face it looked so yeah. much more violent than a weed whacker to like just yeah start just, like spraying blood instantly yeah well in any horror movie like a tool can just like shred a person yeah. into nothing, even though it wouldn't do yeah. that. It would probably like mm-hmm. knock the scratch the skin off her face. She'd bleed, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. eye damage. Probably wouldn't break a bone. And then the other dude too, he also died in there. The third dude. But yeah, but he got bur- he got set on fire. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. And then they tried to put it out, but that was just more flammable <laughs> liquid. She, yeah, like probably like moonshine or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she just throws it on him, and he goes up. Yeah. Oh, amazing that was so good so yeah i mean the gore it's with a movie like this you want the gore to go all the way and it does mm-hmm. it's very yep. satisfying like even when they're pulling the body out of the wood chipper and it falls and then he like just drags it across dale's yeah, face just straight up over his face yeah <laughs> there's another like they do a lot of um, those physical like awkward movements when they're both laying on the ground after the kids are shooting into the house mm-hmm Tucker rolls or Dale rolls right over top of Tucker <laughs> and sacks him like ba- bags him in that moment. And he's like holding his groin. Does he react? Yeah, yeah he's, he's holding his groin. That's funny. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> and I love too the makeup Um, in the end, like just the blood, like there's something about when they're in that final, um, final set piece and the girl is tied, Ali is tied to the thing and about to go into the blade mm. and the guy comes back and he's had half his face like blown off in the explosion and it's bloody encrusted. I, I love the look of that. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a glossy, dark, black. Yeah, like know. caramelized almost. Totally. Yeah. It reminds me of a near dark. Have you seen that one? It's like a late 80s no. vampire one with Bill Paxton and they, they go out and they get sun kissed a little bit sometimes by the sun so then they just have oh. like permanent like half black char. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kinda I might like, have seen that. Yeah, kind of like um Two-Face in Dark Knight as well. Yeah, that's, the, that, that's what that it reminded look. me of. Two-Face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, for for the most part, the gore that we got was like impalements. Yeah, it was a lot of impalements, wasn't it? Yeah, and one there was one um, in the flashback or what happened to the original people. Yes, so they got like someone got stabbed in the throat with a yeah, yeah, machete. Yeah. yeah, that looked real computer generated to me. Oh yeah, yeah, that that stuck out a little. Interesting. I didn't lock on it too much, but could be. But yeah, well, yeah, that was twice. very that was very bloody. They did show it twice so yeah what about that first clip the very first one because they show it it's like almost blair witchy yeah it's and they show the reporter yeah it's the reporter at the end too yeah. um but that is the father who's like the original psychopath i guess yeah his who's doing the killing father yes who was the yeah and that reporter i guess then got out of that cabin and survived what? And, mm. and, and then furthermore is the dad still out there I don't know. I don't. Well, no, they showed him. Maybe he's arrested somewhere because they showed him like with the cops in the photo. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't totally get that. What ha- happened? Maybe to he's him? locked away somewhere and he just wasn't aware because he. I said they. They never... said they never found the body, but maybe that was just a a cover up thing to. Yeah. Make the community feel safe. I don't okay. know. But it was yeah the kids, dad. But, but 
that's great fodder for a sequel for the, the kid's dad now finds out that his kid was killed by Dale and Tucker who yeah. now live up in that cabin and have it all decked out and it's beautiful and lovely. Yeah. Right? And he gets out of prison or wherever he is. Something like that. Out to like, you'd have to find a way to still continue like the gimmick that is like the strongest point of this movie somehow. You know what I mean? Accidental it's, that, or would you have to like let a, that go? No, you, you'd have to stick with it because like the characters are great, but it couldn't just be like them trying to survive a killer. That's, that's such a typical movie like it is but then how would you make that original concept different enough while repeating it you know what i mean would, would the audience just be totally fine just like saw our final destination of like just throw it in another another group of people and let's do the same thing over again yeah or even like home alone like yeah you can expand it make it a bigger concept it's true yeah home alone 2 is just as exciting you, yeah you want to see those things again you know um i could see it I could, you know, think all day about how we could make a, a sequel to this movie, but I mean, I do think they would need to maintain that. That's the most important thing about this movie, other than the relationship between the two main characters. Yeah, the two characters and their performances are number two, but the gimmick is what elevates this and gives it its own character and a hundred percent and makes it like a must-watch for horror fans. Yeah, like I, it is. I wouldn't want to see like a classic slasher with these yeah. same two characters. No, even more, even more so than like Final Girls. I think this has even more yeah. originality even though that that is very good as well too and i don't yep. like i i want people to watch that one too but this one feels mm-hmm. like it kind of really nails it in a special way yeah totally i've never seen anything like that and yeah they nailed the gimmick as like a final destination home alone mm-hmm. like it's totally how oh, i really like that and i like i like the little bit of homage to like texas chainsaw but mm-hmm. in that joke you know like that's another thing that would help this parody um in, in a sequel like to do big moments from like classic slashers mm, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that could be great. But as you know, I'm curious. Non-threatening. There is a script out there. There was yeah, a script written. Yeah. And has, so it's been sitting around. I mean, it's got to be so frustrating, especially for even for these actors. I'm sure they mm. were very proud of a project like this. Dude, totally. Well, they're making a new. I know they're not the same movie, but they're making a new Jay and Silent Bob. I saw that. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. Tucker and Dale versus Evil it could happen. Yeah. It's two names. That's why I think it just, if we get that hype cloud going again, yeah. we're just at such a time where everything's getting fucking greenlit. I mean, it's not going to last forever. It's got to no. happen. That push has got to happen now. Um, even the fact that like, you know, we haven't talked about this yet, but there's two more Halloween sequels coming out. Halloween kills, Halloween ends. Yeah. Next year and the year after that. With Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, I wonder how, how long you can kind of stretch out people's excitement and nostalgia for a reboot you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i saw this thing on twitter um where it was like about the the halloween names for mm-hmm. the, the most recent one that came out should have been um the strode awakens oh yeah i retweeted that from our from the text account uh yeah yeah uh, and then there's um the next one would be um what, what is it uh, the last strode mm-hmm and then the rise of Strode. Rise of Strode, Star Wars style. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so so fucking hilarious. Um, but like this movie, like I I know it wouldn't be a very satisfying ending or anything, but mm-hmm. kind of part of me really wanted when they were at that scene or, or at that like um, conversation at the table, like um, trying to work things out. Yeah, part of me kind of wanted them to work it out, <laughs> and that's it. You know, like just the the actual thought of them like coming to terms with the fact like shit i guess we we did literally show up and start killing ourselves on your property yeah like yeah that would be a huge terrible way to end a movie but But it would be unique i want to see it 
because because I really liked the character. I really liked Tucker and Dale. Yeah, just as they are, and like I didn't hate any of these teenagers mm-hmm. except you know the main one. So like I don't know where where would you go from there? Chad Chad is now buddies with them. He embraces his half hillbilliness. Chad's and a problem. Starts to live with them in the woods. I think everyone accepts it except Chad. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he does something crazy and ends up like the rest of them killing himself. Right. <laughs> um, also like one thing that we haven't talked about is this is their summer home so they don't they live elsewhere you know we only see them in the setting but i'm curious about what is their in-town life like i guess they have another house that's probably closer to an area but it's clearly also very rural yeah because when um when dale walked in he was like it's a mansion like, yeah right so that ugly place that terrible shack was impressive to was them. impressive to them they must live like in like a trailer or mm-hmm. i wonder if they're in the same trailer park and if that would maybe be the setting for a sequel as well could be great yeah i'd like that well scaredy cats thanks for joining us in another episode of the text chris dave saw massacre i'm chris vandenberg and i'm david stoneborough and as we always say Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Beer will cure what ails ya, chaos reigns. So crack those PBRs and pour them all over your bloody, bloody wounds. <laughs>